You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. The book of Jeremiah. Let's notice the book of Jeremiah on this morning. Thank you, musicians. Let's notice the book of Jeremiah on this morning. And as y'all are turning to the book of jeremiah we also thank those who are joining us live on facebook uh youtube as well as our church website let's give god another hand of praise amen again for those that are joining us live our extended refuge family come on let's take our hand claps up just a little bit higher refuge let's give god a praise hallelujah what a word that is in store for us on on this morning Notice the book of Jeremiah, and we want to call your attention to the book of Jeremiah. And let's notice Jeremiah, the fourth chapter. Let's notice the book of Jeremiah and the fourth chapter. Notice Jeremiah chapter number four. And let's begin reading at verse number one. Uh, We will read down to verse number three. And then we will conclude or finish reading at verse number 14. And we will take our text from uh, verse number 14. And as always, so glad to see Grandmama in the house on this morning. Thank God for her. I I didn't see her sitting there. We thank God for her on this morning. Notice the book of Jeremiah and uh, Jeremiah 4. Notice carefully with me this morning. But this is a, a mighty word indeed. This again is a mighty word indeed. The book of Jeremiah, and notice Jeremiah 4 and verse number 1, and I'm reading out of the New King James Version. Notice what the Lord says through the prophet Jeremiah. He says, if you will return, O Israel, or my people, says the Lord, return to me. And if you will put away your abominations out of my sight, then you shall not be moved. And you shall swear the Lord lives. In truth, in judgment, And in righteousness, the nation shall bless themselves in him, and in him they shall glory. Notice very carefully with me this morning. Notice that the Lord says again, if you will return, O Israel, says the Lord, return to me. Notice, in order to return to God, or to be restored, if you will, Israel, or God's people, have to put away their abominations. They have to stop being idol worshipers. 
and they have to sever the connection that they have formed with these idols. Are y'all going to hang in here this morning? And often when we are in need of restoration, if we be honest, there are things that we need to separate from. Sometimes in order to get closer to God, there are are people that you must leave alone. Or you can't return to him in the manner that he desires for you to do. And there are a whole lot of folk who wouldn't mind returning to God. They just don't want to leave certain things. And as long as people are playing around with certain things, God won't receive them in the manner that he desires to do so. Come on, somebody. I should be getting many many amens. Some of us had to be restored since we've been walking with God. But, But if you tell the truth, you had to leave some stuff. Come on. Because there are things that can cause your relationship with the Lord to cease. Oh, y'all quiet on me this morning. I think y'all ready for the Christmas party. And if you will put away, see, God know what they're doing. He know what's in their house. He know what they have created that they are now worshiping. And he wants them to put it away. And you shall swear the Lord lives in truth and judgment and in righteousness. The nation shall bless themselves in him and in him they shall glory. Notice verse 14 and this is where we will take our text from this morning. Oh Jerusalem. He's still talking to his people. Notice he prophesied to his people through Jeremiah the prophet. Oh Jerusalem. Wash. Your heart from wickedness. That you may be saved. How long shall your evil thoughts. Lodge within you. Oh Jerusalem wash your heart. From wickedness. You see what's separating them from God. Wickedness. That you may be saved. Then he asked them an important question. Because here's where we're going to take the subject this morning. He asked them an important question. How long shall your evil thoughts lodge within you? How long? How long shall your evil thoughts lodge within you? Within you. And see it's up to them. It's a choice. It's a choice. And so based upon all that I've said this morning. I want to minister from the subject. Get rid of evil thoughts. I want to teach from the subject this morning. Get rid of evil thoughts. Get rid of evil thoughts. So what I want to teach on this morning, get rid of evil thoughts. If y'all don't mind, tell your neighbor the subject. Tell them the subject this morning. Get rid of evil thoughts. Look at one more person and a little bit louder and tell him or her, get rid 
of evil thoughts. And let's give God a praise for our subject on this morning. Get rid of evil thoughts. Hallelujah. It's important this morning to understand that when it comes to God, He is not like man. In that God is able to search the heart. Come on, somebody. God searches our heart. The Bible talks about how God is able even to test our heart. And the thing about God that, that, that people often uh, deceive themselves with is it, making misleading statements that really don't mean what, what, what they, uh, what, 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 what they appear to mean. Oh, y'all bear with me. In other words, folk will say things like, well, you know, God know my heart. You ever heard anybody say it? Some of us done said it. We told folk, God know my heart. Now we said it in time past trying to defend what we had did or what we had said. By letting somebody know, look, you don't know me. God know my heart. But see, often when we say it, we don't realize just how true that statement really is. And there are times that God not only know our heart, your heart being synonymous with your mind, but he also knows that our heart is not right. Even Jeremiah, I believe, said that the heart is deceitful above all things, and it is desperately wicked. Who can know it? See, but God knows it. And there are times that if we all just come clean this morning, there are times that what's in our heart or what's lodged in our mind is not right. It's not right. I know some of you, you want to make folk think that every one of your thoughts are pure. Every one of your thoughts are word-based 24-7, 365 days out of the year. That's what we should be striving to do. That should be our ultimate goal. But as saints, you sometimes recognize in this life that we allow things to get lodged in our minds. That don't need to be there. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. I'm just, I'm just wondering how many are going to be honest this morning. And admit that there are times that, that, that you not only know you're not thinking right. But you're glad that God does not allow folk to see. What's really on your mind. See, even as I'm delivering this good word, some of y'all don't really want me to know what's on your mind while I'm proclamating God's word. How many are so glad that only God can read the mind 24-7? Some of us would be getting slapped left and right. Just because God allowed folk to see everything that was in your mind. I'm about to move on. But do you not only recognize that there are, there are times that things are not right in our mind and we have to be careful who we talk to about such things? Oh yes, I said we have to be careful. You, you can't just share 
everything that's going on with you, with a person, just because he or she asks you, what's on your mind? What are you thinking about? There are some things that you have to reserve for your private prayer time with the Lord. No, I don't need to tell you this because if I tell you what's really on my mind, you're going to look at me as if I'm not saved. You're going to look at me as if. How many know that's right? There are times that things are going on in my mind and I know if I am to be delivered, if I am to come out of this place, cast down these thoughts, that's a conversation. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody that I got to have one-on-one with God. And if I'm going to talk about something verbally, I need to make sure ain't nobody else around. This is a private conversation. Oh, I'm finna, I'm finna share one with you. Drop one on you. Even when you come to church, you have to be careful when you get on the altar and just start. Come on, somebody. Y'all know we can get on this altar today if we, if need be. And you can get up here talking about some things that going on in your mind. And the good brother, the good sister beside you gonna completely stop praying. And just start listening to what's coming out of your mouth. And guess what? And because they can't hold water, as the old folk used to say, as soon as church is over, they can't wait to tell folks, you ain't going to believe. Oh, I knew something was going on with him. But I couldn't put my finger on it. Girl, let me, get, let me tell you what he was up they're saying. I mean, understand what I'm saying. Even if you married, there are things that you can't even talk to your own spouse about. You may just have to tell him or her, look, just pray for me. Just pray for me. Just, just, just ask God to have his way in my life. Well, I thought me and you were tight. We are tight, baby, but, but, but we ain't that tight. I'm only that tight with God. Why is that? Because there are things you can drop on people that they can't help you with know how. So why tell you about things you don't have the power? Unless I'm preaching right. You can't deliver me. Why tell you? See, this one of these messages where we're going to have to come clean this morning about what's going on upstairs. When I talk to you about evil thoughts, that we need to get rid of it, or get rid of them. To get rid of means to, to eliminate. We need to eliminate evil thoughts. And you have to learn how to deal with evil because everything that comes to the mind is not always right. Woo! You say, Pastor, I, 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 I tried to go all day with my mind on the Word. And you probably did a pretty good job. But how many know there are just times that evil thoughts will try to enter into your mind? Oh, y'all. Oh, Lord. I, I guess I'm the only one. I'm the only one sometimes that crazy thoughts. 
You do know when you're dreaming, that's your mind. Because see, some of y'all ain't coming clean, so I'm going to have to go through the back door. Y'all wouldn't let me in the front door. You do realize when you dream, those crazy dreams, that's a part of what's going on in your in your mind. Anybody ever had a bad dream and you just woke up and you were just thanking God that that dream was not reality? Come on. Man, I've dreamed I robbed a bank. No, y'all ain't heard the worst part. Didn't get no money, but got 10 years. I had completely strayed off. See, that's all some of y'all going to think about the rest of the church. Pastor done robbed the bank and didn't get no money. And they were giving me a, an opportunity to report the prison. They gave me like three days to be free. And you know, I spent them whole three days just, why? Why did I rob that bank? But then they gave me an option. They said, we'll lower it to two weeks. This is a real dream. But you got to go in the hole. I said, what's the hole? They said, it's a place where you crawl in. We don't know what's in there, but if you can crawl out in two weeks, <laughs> you're free. You're free. You just got to do two weeks. You just got to survive for two weeks. And I spent the whole three days just thinking, look how I messed up my life. And I looked in the hole. It was pitch black. And then I woke up. I said, hallelujah. I ain't got to choose. No, God, I thank you that I'm sick. That's a part of the mind. Let me deal with this. <laughs> See, if you had that mic, you could tell some old crazy dreams, too. Now, there are some I, I've had that I can't share this morning. Don't want to mess up my good marriage. Yeah, leave them alone. Them the kind married folk have when your spouse just bump you like, what? what, what, what you, what's going on? Oh, Jesus. Been talking in your sleep all night. You be like, God, I hope I ain't here, but I ain't got no business. Hey. Well, she ain't slapped me, so I didn't call no name. <laughs> but guess what? Wasn't with her though, but she didn't call no just crazy stuff. Evil, listen to me, evil has four meanings that I want us to receive. Get rid of evil thought. Number one, evil has to do with thoughts that are harmful. Thoughts that are harmful. Evil also has to do with thoughts that are dangerous. Thoughts that are destructive. And finally, evil thoughts represent thoughts that are unproductive. And if you're taking note, please understand that there's no way you can live a productive life with unproductive thinking. I want to say it again. No way to live a productive life with unproductive thinking. 
Because like it or not, like it or not, all of us are a product of our thinking. All of us are a product of our thinking. Go with me to Proverbs 23 real quick. Yeah, yeah, you are a product of of your thinking. You are a product of your thinking. Notice Proverbs 23 real quickly. Just turn to the book of Proverbs 23. Oh, good word this morning. Yeah, you're a product of your thinking. No, Pastor, you don't, you don't know what people did to me. Yeah, but how did you respond? Come on, somebody. Your response matters. I'm not going to spend my whole life crying about what people did to me that I don't have the power to go back in time and reverse it. But I do recognize it was a real event. It was something that happened. But I've got to learn to move my mind past the trauma that I experienced. Oh, oh I'm, about, I'm about to get somebody upset. And see, we live in a time now where the world wants to play with people's trauma. But I ain't got time concerning things that I went through that were painful. I don't need to keep rehearsing them with a therapist every other week. I need some real deliverance that will allow me to move past what happened to me. See, some of you didn't clap. You didn't clap because, see, don't let nobody play with your pain. Oh, yeah, see, that's a word right there. Some of you don't like it. Don't let nobody play with your pain. Don't let nobody prosper off of your pain. Am I saying it's wrong to talk about what you've been through? No. But in God, he wants to move you to a place of deliverance. How many know that's right? There are plenty of us that have been through stuff. If we want to just rehearse it, get all sad and depressed, we could go there. But we recognize we don't have to because we've been delivered. I'm talking a true deliverance. Somebody ought to be clapping because that's your rhema. I come to tell somebody this morning, you don't have to keep rehearsing what happened to you. You can truly be delivered once and for all. Yeah, y'all ought to be standing. You ought to be clapping if you know that is my word. Can I be real with you? People will play with your pain like it's Play-Doh. No, God wants you delivered. Is it going to take away what happened? No. But it's going to give you the power to be in a position to help other people who may have suffered the same thing. Don't discard what you've been through. But if you would get your mind right, don't you know you can help people? Don't you realize you're not the only one to have suffered that? And you know what I found out in life? No matter what I suffered, there's somebody who has suffered much worse 
I'm telling some of you are always crying about your past. There are people that will put your past to shame in reference to the pain that they have experienced. Come on. We have to be careful when you get to go in there about what you've been. Well, they don't know what I've been through. Look, you don't know what I've been through. Is that right? Now, I'm not knocking therapists, but they need to be saved. Other than that, you can spend your whole life talking about something every other month or so that you could have moved beyond that. And I want nobody to leave here and say, well, Pastor, he downplaying my pain. No, I'm not. But it is a time to be delivered. It is a time to move on from things. It's a time to move on from people who hurt you. You're not going to get no deliverance. Keep riding by his house, sister. Yes, he done you wrong. It's documented. But quit stoking the man. Pastor, I can't let it go. You wasn't there. No, you can't let it go with pictures of him everywhere in your house. You ain't trying to move on. Well, I got y'all there. Proverbs 23 and 7. I told y'all, it's a good word. It's a power, a mighty word is what I'm calling it. Proverbs 23 and 7. Now, Solomon is talking about the miser, but it's still a principle that saints need to grab hold of. Proverbs 23 and 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. That's all I want you to see. For as he thinks, or she, in his heart or her heart, so is he or she. Remember what I said earlier? I'm just backing up what I said. We are a product of our thinking. You think I'm going to look at a scripture this powerful? For as he thinks, for as a man thinks, in his heart, heart dealing with your mind, so is he. Now I see it written. You don't think I'm going to get my mind right if I done got evil lodged in my mind? And the Bible tells me as he thinks, so is he. This is the motivation for getting my mind right. Come on, if you ever needed motivation to get your mind right, here it is in Proverbs 23 and 7. You are a product of your Thinking, especially as adults, you're responsible for your own thoughts. Woo, y'all are just looking at me. What does it mean when, when, when he talks about these evil thoughts being lodged in a person? It means, number one, that they are firmly fixed. Firmly fixed. Number two, it, it deals with the evil thoughts being embedded in a person. Or finally, from a simple standpoint, the thoughts that are evil are continual. These thoughts are continual. Ain't talking about something that, that, that comes to the mind that you immediately cast, cast down. 
No, I'm talking about thoughts that are continual, firmly fixed in your heart. Thoughts that are embedded in you. And see, the thing about evil thoughts or having the wrong thoughts embedded in you is that everywhere you go, those thoughts are with you. They're with you. Even when good manifests for you, because evil thoughts are lodged in you, it often sadly overpowers the good that God does for his people. That's when some of you are so up and down. That's when you're so happy one day and sad the next day. It's, it's continual thoughts. It's evil thoughts that are lodged. Are y'all listening? In your mind. Anybody ever been there? To where you allow the wrong thinking to ruin or cause you not to see the good that was happening Listen to me, right before your eyes. Man, I often talk to people that they, they, they evil thoughts have so consumed them that they can't even see the good that's happening. Listen to me, to them. They can't see the good that's, that's happening in their life because of evil thoughts. That are lodged within them. Brother, I've been listening to you for 20 minutes and you've been negative for 19 minutes and 59 seconds. Only time you weren't negative when you said, What's up? What's up? How you doing? Y'all don't talk about it. That was the only positive part of the conversation. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How you doing? Bam! You just open that door. You just open that door and they coming right through. And if evil thoughts are lodged in their mind, all you're about to hear is a whole lot of negativity. See, this this part of the message where it gets quiet. And the preacher has to be able to deal with that. You ain't going to shout about everything I say. You ain't going to get excited about everything I say. Especially when I have to deal with evil thoughts that are lodged. Don't y'all miss, miss the main text? God was talking to his people. He wasn't talking to the ungodly. He was speaking to his own people whom he called old Jerusalem. See, evil thoughts have to be dealt with. Before they consume a person or literally takes over your life. They can take over your life. Evil thoughts can run your life. Every day. Every day. They're running you. They're controlling you. They're ruling you. I wish y'all could see some of the faces that I see. People know they're being, no, not being funny. People know they're being ruled by evil thoughts. If I don't like what you're saying, 
If I don't like what's coming out of your mouth, I can get away from you. I can dismiss you. I can leave your presence. But when it's your thoughts, where do you run when the problem is lodged in you? See, if somebody lodge a nail through your skull, you run into the emergency room. But sometimes saints will have evil thoughts lodged in their mind, but pretending everything is fine. Why? Because the average person can't see your mind. Most people are going to judge you sadly based on external or material things. I'm just speaking true. Most folk going to look at you, they going to base whether you happy or not on how you dress. Come on. Y'all know it. Time passed, folk thought we had money based on how we was dressed. Little did they know. Oh, Lord. At the risk of making somebody mad. There are women who tote designer pocketbooks that have no money in them. Girl, that's a real LV. Yeah, and she ain't got no money in her checking or her saving. And she don't even have life insurance, but she toting a LV. And people think she got it going on. Come on, come on, folks that look at you, judge you by what you drive. All they know you driving or such and such. She got to have, she doing well. Look what she driving. Yeah, ride with her one day. Every light on the engine is on. It looked like. You just so talking about they big house and they behind. You don't even know it. See, people will often base what they think about you concerning external things. We've all did it. I drove a nice car and didn't have no money. I'm not talking. Some of y'all, you, you take stuff too personal. If, if your engine light is on, Listen, I don't know that. See, somebody's like, hey, you throwing off. I, I ain't got the money to fix. I don't know your car. <laughs> like that. I, I'm talking from my own experience. I drove cars I couldn't afford. Every time I got him, I was praying nothing tears up on this thing. If it do, it's parking time. You know, we'll play it out. I ain't seen nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I ain't drove. I ain't drove that in a minute. It's the reason why I ain't drove it. I cannot get it fixed. <laughs> Evil thoughts are nothing to play with. Save, but continually thinking about backsliding. Is this life worth it? I, I, I think I was better off when I was 
such as us. You better deal with that thought. Married, but wishing you had a different wife or husband. You better deal with that thought. Oh, see, I knew he ain't got quiet in him. He ain't what I wanted. This ain't what I asked for. This ain't what I deserve. I deserve better than, than him. See, you opening the door. Whoa, it got so quiet in here. This is how affairs Evil thoughts lodged in your mind that you won't deal with. Now you find yourself married, but you're not attracted to the person you're married to. You're more attracted to sister so-and-so in the church. And you're coming to church every Sunday with those evil thoughts lodged in your mind. Wish I had him. It's too tight. It's too tight. Some of y'all look like I can't believe he's dropping this on Christmas part. Believe it. I have no choice. Single, but secretly hating who you are. Evil thoughts lodged in your mind that you are not good enough. This is what's lodged in even though people can tell you that, that you were created in, in the image of, of God, you are fearfully and wonderfully created or made. What's the problem? Those evil thoughts. Embedded in. Parenting, young children, but keep thinking about what life would be like without these kids. If it ain't one thing, it's another. See, 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 you can start looking at your own children. Whom the Bible calls blessed. But now you despise your own children. Why do you think the Bible says that a woman needs to be taught how to love her husband? 
Some women have to be taught how to love their children because they despise. The season that they're in. Come on, I'm going to teach this thing right. I often have to tell young parents when you look at the life that I'm living now, I paid the price to live this life, to go when I want, to get up, move when I please it. Come on, somebody. There are parents that you're out of season when it comes to your thinking. We can't just pack up and go when we want to go. No, you can't. Come on, y'all, I'm teaching right. I once had a woman at the church, had five children, and wanted to convince me, five young children, that God had ordained for her to be an evangelist and go around the world. And constantly complain about her children. And I made her so mad in my office one day. I think she got fighting mad. She said, well, Pastor, you know, these kids, I got these kids. And before I knew it, it just, I don't, might have thought I was talking to one of my daughters. It just slipped. It came out before I knew it. I said, well, one thing is for sure, UPS didn't drop them off. She just, what? I said, you had fun getting them. Make it fun seeing about them. Come on. Y'all don't like this truth. Evil thoughts get lodged in your heart. Love your children. Love the season that you are in. Enjoy them when they're young. Come on, some grandparents need to help me out. Enjoy them when they're young. Enjoy the moments. Come on, somebody, don't expect your parents to raise your children because you want to be in another season. The devil is a liar. Get rid of them evil folks. You mama now, get ready to hear your name called 50, 100 times a day. Be seated. When our kid was young, I was so glad my name wasn't Mama. I mean, every Mama, Mama, ma- Mama. Y'all know that little boy, Mama, ma- ma- Mama. I'd be like, Donald, stop ignoring them kids. They calling you, Mama, Mama. And don't let me go in that now, Daddy, Mama, Mama. That was a season. You have to be get, you have to be careful getting old. A lot of folk will tell you when you get old that you're gonna consistently, you're gonna continually think about your regrets. What you could have done. What you should have done. But see, you have to learn in God how to age gracefully. Come on, come on, Pastor, dropping this time. See, that's an evil thought. I'm not going to live full of regrets. That ain't, that ain't how old life has to be. Old life can still be good life. 
You just got to know how to work being older, work being mature, work that gray. Come on, somebody. You can make them wrinkles look distinguished if you know how. You just got to know how to work it. But when evil thoughts get lodged in your mind, you're always somewhere talking about what's hurting. Always somewhere talking about sickness. Always somewhere talking about dying. We don't went over your obituary three times. We know what you want. Why don't you go on and start living? Because one thing about life, anybody born, nobody's getting younger. We all getting, getting old. But how do we do it? Depend on your thoughts. Don't be getting older with evil thoughts lodged in your mind. I got to move on. Y'all ever met anybody? That you went to school with. I'm talking high school because all the young folk down there today. And all they want to talk about is high school. Don't go to no game. Oh, we going to get them tonight. We read we. <laughs> I'm telling you, I talk to people I know. I know when I see them. What's up, man? Say you in a while. What's going on? Man, back in the day, didn't we do it, man? We did. We did. And, and they remember high school like it was yesterday. For me, you remember, man, I don't. I really don't. Y'all are laughing, but these are some sad people. Who feel like their best days are behind them. I got to get ready to close this. But see, we need some Caleb's. I said, we need some Caleb's. We need some 485 and ready to get a dream house. 85 ready to get his dream house. Now the world going to tell you, if you ain't got your dream house by 40, you way behind. But Caleb was 85 years old, ready to go into the mountain, fight the giant to get his dream house. Moses was 80 years old when God said, now I'm going to use you to deliver the children of Israel. But when evil thoughts get lodged in your mind, they start to control you. Listen to me. One of the main things they start controlling is what comes out of your mouth. Look at Ezekiel. Y'all hang at him. I'm almost done. Look at Ezekiel. Ooh, I told y'all, a mighty word. And see, there's some folk here today, you need to go ahead and deal with those evil thoughts. And you need to get rid of them. 
need to get rid of them. Look at Ezekiel 38. Go to your table of contents if you can't find Ezekiel. It's before the book of Daniel. Mm, come on, come on. Y'all say, Pastor, you got a turn in the day? Yeah, but it's good, though. It's good. Some of y'all love turning. I think you got Jeremiah Lamentations. Is that right? Then we bumping into Ezekiel. Ezekiel 38. See, I got that fast in y'all because I had it marked. I'm not going to lie to you. I had it marked. Ezekiel 38. We need to see this. Now, God is talking about some evil folk. Yet the principle that's mentioned is still a principle. Are y'all with me? Ezekiel 38 and 10. Listen. Thus says the Lord God. On that day it shall come to pass that thoughts will arise in your mind and you will make an evil plan. I got to read that again. Thus saith the Lord God, on that day it shall come to pass. See, this is where you have to deal with evil thoughts. On that day it shall come to pass. That thoughts will arise in your mind. I want you to see why you have to deal with evil thoughts. Thoughts will arise in your mind and you will make an evil plan. Do y'all see it? When you don't deal, and when I don't deal with evil thoughts, evil thoughts equal plans, actions, and deeds. So you have to deal with evil thoughts. Because if you don't deal with what's lodged in your mind, eventually, based upon what's lodged in your mind that should not be there, you're going to find yourself carrying out an evil plan. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all have been in here and you found yourself in a, in a bad situation. But when you look back on it, you never dealt with your thoughts. And then sooner or later, you start acting on your thoughts. Gonna sit up there and have the nerve to add up what you could do with God's money. You know, if I wasn't doing this, who I gave such and such all month. Matter of fact, I average giving such and such per month. I I wasn't doing that. See, that's an evil thought. Y'all looking at I said, that's an evil thought. You adding up what you can do with somebody else's money. See, if you don't, if you don't deal with that, you're going to end up taking God's money doing what you want to do. It's quiet in here. It's quiet in here. And see, that, that's the reason a whole lot of folk don't give the way they need to give. Evil thoughts lodged in their mind. It's amazing how when, whether it's me, the deacon, or one of the ministers, when we say, yeah, we so happy, we are debt-free organization. What should come in the minds of God's people is that we blessed. But sadly, when you say that, evil thoughts get in folk mind that, well, the church don't need no money. See, they're evil thoughts. But tell your neighbor, get rid of them. 
Oh, y'all didn't, y'all didn't preach it. Look at somebody and tell them, get rid of them. Look back at Jeremiah 4. Jesus. We close. Jeremiah 4. Look back at it. I'm happy. I'm happy. Because see, what I know when I'm teaching is what I live. It's what I do. I deal with evil thoughts. Yes, I do. I deal. I don't let, I don't let evil thoughts get lodged in me. No, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like what they'll produce. Notice Jeremiah 4. He says to his people, Jeremiah 4 and 1, If you will return, O Israel, says the Lord, return to me. And if you put away your abomination out of my sight, then you shall not be moved. And you shall swear the Lord lives. Notice it's in truth, in judgment, and in righteousness. The nation shall bless themselves in him, and in him they shall have glory. Verse 3. For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your follow ground, and do not sow among thorns. Notice what he wants them to do. Break up your follow ground. Follow ground is uncultivated farmland. And see, the only reason a farmer is going to start breaking up fallow ground, a ground that is uncultivated, is because he is about to plant something. The only reason you're going to break up the fallow ground is because you have in mind getting your harvest. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm telling somebody, if you will get rid of evil thoughts, God has a harvest in mind. Oh, I need to say it again. If you get rid of those evil thoughts, God has a harvest in mind. There is something he wants to give you. There is something he wants to do for you. There is something he wants to work out for you. There is... Somebody got to help me preach it. There's a miracle that's got your name on it. I said, there's a miracle that's got your name on it. There's something you ask God to do, and he wants to do it, but you got to break. I said, but you got to break up the follow ground. In other words, we have to get the soil prepared. We have any farmer that's planning on planting anything, he's not going to plant it in stony ground. He wants the ground of the soil to be right. Don't you know Jesus talked about a parable where he described the word and me and the heart being the ground? In other words, you got to get your heart right. You got to get your mind right so that God can drop his plan into good ground. So that God can drop your miracle in good soil. Because if it's not in good soil, it won't spring forth. But come on, somebody. Be seated. But see, we in camo. Camo represents most of the time not just fashion, but this is working men gear. This is a working woman's outfit. Yeah, y'all didn't think I was going to bring that camel in. Camel means work. To break up the follow ground is going to require work. What are you saying, Pastor? That there are evil thoughts that get lodged in your mind. If you're going to get rid of them, it's going to take something. 
You have to know how to pull up your sleeve and say, this stop coming down. You have to know how to get on your knees until you get a breakthrough and say, this stop is coming down. I got to pull down this stronghold. I got to get this stop out of my mind. It's blocking my blade. It's blocking my miracle. He said, break it up. Break it up. So that what's implanted in you, it'll grow. It'll grow. Tell somebody, get rid of evil thoughts. Tell somebody, get rid of evil thoughts. Let me show you what we need. Proverbs 12. Three quick scriptures and we're done. Proverbs 12. We're going to be out full 12 o'clock. Well, I'm going to be done full 12. Proverbs 12. This is a good word. I said, this is a good word. Get rid of. Get rid of evil thoughts. Somebody's going to have to let evil thoughts know you can't live here no more. Come on. You can't live. You can't dwell here any longer. I'm not thinking like that anymore. Folk going to try to bring up certain conversations. You got to let know. Hey, I don't talk like that no more because I don't think like that anymore. What happened to you? I went to church and got a word. The word told me to get rid of evil thoughts and God would bless me. Get rid of evil thoughts and God would reward me. Look at Proverbs 12, verse number 5. The thoughts of the righteous are what? The thoughts of the righteous are what? The thoughts of the righteous are what? Right. Righteous has to do with just people. People who live by faith, their thoughts are right. Listen, you don't have right thoughts because your name is passed. You don't have right thoughts because your name is deacon so-and-so. You have right thoughts because you work to have them. We can put minister in front of your name. But if you don't work on your mind, you're going to be a minister with evil thoughts. Am I right? Look at Psalm 33. Good words. Good word. We dressed in camel. We should be saying, Pat, we ready to go to work. First thing we're going to work on is this mind. See, because God done searched us. He done searched our hearts. And he said, Pastor, you got to go out there because they got to work on their mind. She's been crying all week for me to do such and such. She's been asking me all year to bring something to pass. But you got to let her know I can't do it unless she's willing to get rid of those evil thoughts. I want to say to a young adult today, you can be everything that God showed you you could be. Don't base it on your parents. If God showed you a thing, he'll cause you to, to live in it. See, he'll cause you to, to live in it. Most of Israel couldn't get their mind right. I'm going to Psalm 33. Most of the children of Israel could not get their mind right. Therefore, they could not have what God wanted them to have. And for you religious folk, what did he want them to have? A piece of land. 
if God looked at you and said, I want him to have 15 acres. And I want him to own it. Don't you know evil thoughts will try to get lodged in your mind to convince you that, 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 that you can't afford 15 acres? See, first of all, he didn't even talk to you about paying for it. He just talked to you about what he wants you to have. But see, when evil thoughts get in your mind, you start telling God what you can't afford. He may not even require for you to pay for it. Come on, I'm finna prophesy to myself. Because I got my mind right, there's something I want that somebody is going to bless me with it. Somebody's going to give it to me because I have been working on my mind to say to God, whatever you want me to have. Psalm 33, verse number 4. For the word of the Lord is what? For the word of the Lord is what? See, the thoughts of the righteous are right, right? For the word of the Lord is what? Right. So the thoughts of the righteous are word-based. Psalm 37, this is the last scripture. Saints, understand me this morning. You are responsible for working on your mind. Now, I'm responsible for giving you tools that enable you to go to work on your mind. But I can't come to your house and work on your mind. I can't come to your job and tell them, yeah, I'm her pastor. I I need to work on her mind today. If y'all don't mind, I'm going to just pull up a chair beside her at her desk and and, and me and her need to talk all day. No. They're going to deem me crazy and they're going to fire you. Come on. Don't wear camo and be lazy. Look at somebody tell me, you look good in your camo. But camo... Today ain't for lazy folk. What did Nehemiah say about them people? Did you hear? For they had a mind to work. Come on. Where I got y'all at? What verse? See if y'all keeping up. All right. We two minutes from a Christmas party. Or five minutes from a good Christmas party. Psalm 37, 5, and we're done. This is what God told me to close with. This is what he told me to close with. This is the reward of getting rid of evil thoughts. Psalm 37, 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Get rid of the evil thoughts so God can make something happen for you. Bring to pass means make happen. Get rid of the evil thoughts so God can make things happen for you. I pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.